Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. And on behalf of the crew, we hope that you had a very good Thanksgiving holiday. Tonight's episode is a little different and not quite paranormal, but we think that you'll enjoy it anyway and find it very entertaining. I have a disclaimer about tonight's episode it has strong language, it's not suitable for children. Before we get this episode underway, let's turn you over to your host, Shane Grove, for a word from this week's sponsor. We here at From the Shadows podcast have an exciting new sponsor, Evil Spirits Mash Liquor, with a very limited Halloween run only available from the trunk of Jerry's car. Judge, what do you think of your first taste? Let me roll it on my tongue. God, tastes like candy corn soaked in gasoline. Jason, what well, what do you think of your first taste? Well, it smells not bad. Let me let me give let me give it a hit. Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh my! God. He's getting sick. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, well, there you have it. Uh, oh my God! Grab your bottle of Evil Spirits Mashed Liquor, a very special Halloween run, before it runs out. Guys, we, I think we sent a bottle of this already to Jen and uh, Kim at the Booze and Bourbon podcast. I, I pray don't God, drink it! I pray to God they don't drink it. Oh, okay. okay. Hey, are we still on? Oh my God, we are still on. Hey, enjoy, enjoy a bottle of Evil Spirits Mashed Liquor Halloween run. Now, having said that... Let me turn you back over to your host, Shane Grove, to introduce this week's episode. Hey, this is uh, Shane Grove, host of the From the Shadows podcast. I'm here with the 
the judge, the judge, and Jason, the producer. How's it going, everybody? Hey, we're all good. The judge and I took a little break from our how many years now? Thirty-two consecutive years. Thirty-two consecutive years of our night before Thanksgiving poker game. Um, it's a little tradition we've uh, had since we were young tykes, since the days of the of the uh, Dogman episode. Dogman episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. And for the record, nobody's playing strip poker. Nobody's playing strip poker. Thank uh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, I tried to call Old Maid, but nobody wanted to. Nobody remembers how to play that. Or go fish. I thought that was Jerry. Oh, it was Jerry. Okay. Well, <clears throat> this uh, this week's episode is, uh, is something a little different. It's not supernatural. It's not too mysterious. But uh, one of our crew members, the Ozark Howler, <laughs> Uh, he, a little background on the Ozark Howler, before he got into his uh, career in the government, he was a state trooper for the state of Missouri. Um, and what the fans out here, what the listeners don't get to hear is some of the fantastic behind-the-scenes stories that we talk, that, that, the, that the Howler gives us when we're not recording. So what we decided to do was record some of his Stories about being out on the out on the job late at night, uh, some of the crazy things he's encountered, because uh, he's a great storyteller and he's super funny. Now some of the humor is a little dark, so you know you may not want to hang out, be hanging out with your kids while you're listening to the Ozark Hour. <laughs> Tell us stories, but you will be entertained because they are, uh, you know. Interesting to say the least. Kind of like getting on a roller coaster. Once you are buckled in, hold on for the ride. Because you might throw up. You might throw up. <laughs> there you well, go. Yes, yes. I, 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 yeah, you might throw up. So uh, we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Didn't eat too much. Uh, but if you just want to sit back, put on the headphones, enjoy some tales of the Ozark. How about that sound effect, ladies and gentlemen? So, uh, without any further ado, further ado, we'll uh, let the howler do his thing. See you later. Get that howl in there. I love that. That's good shit. <laughs> oh god! All right, we'll talk to you later, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get this episode started. Okay, so you know how you get these in the fall, you get these gusts of wind and you get leaves blowing and 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 just it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. I was working one night and they called me to a tree over the road. And as I'm going there, then they start calling me for a car into the tree. And then they call me to a truck, you know, another car, a truck, another vehicle in a tree. And you're driving out there and you're going is it somebody keep calling about the same crash or what? So I pull up to this giant, I'm on a state highway, giant oak tree that is blown over the road. It's as big an oak tree in its natural environment as you can get, okay? But it's it's off the road in the right of way, so the, so the root is, you know, 25, 30 feet off the road, but makes the top right in the road. And there's a Ford Ranger... This poor gentleman that was going to work, he's dead as a doorknob. 
in there. And one of the big, on a car, the first two posts, your window posts that come up your windshield and your door, the left side, the driver's side's A pillar post, and the passenger side's a B pillar post. Well, this giant limb about 10 inches around, he drove into, basically drove into the top of this tree. And, and a big 10-inch limb comes, hit him right about the A pillar post, head level, right into his head and, and killed him. Didn't I mean, have a just, chance. Didn't I mean, chance. didn't even see it. I, he might have saw it. I don't know if he even saw You know, lights on, lights off. That's what you used to say in some of them situations. Right. Now, further into the tree, is, which is irrelevant, but I'll tell you, there was a Dodge Viper. Remember them Dodge Vipers? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But he, but he was so low that he really, I mean, it was almost like, imagine driving a toy car into a brush pile. But <laughs> it was so low, they didn't get hurt. So this gentleman had his had his work shirt on so I could see where he was going to work. You know, it was about 10 o'clock at night. He's going to do the 11 o'clock shift. So there was another guy I showed, another cop showed up with me, and we go down to this place of employment and say, hey, you know, so-and-so, I'm going to scrub the names because, uh, you know, protect the innocent. So-and-so work here. Yeah, yeah. Is he in trouble or anything? I said, yeah, well, he just got killed. I'm sorry he just got killed. Oh, my God, Yeah. I said, we've got to do the death notification. Where can we find his next of kin? And there was two or three guys in the office, and they all kind of looked at each other. Like, who's going to say something? You know what I mean? Who's going to say something? (laughs) Finally, one of them pipes up and says, well, you know, him and his wife have been having some trouble. I think she moved in with a friend and, and gave us this guy's name. Now, the dead guy is an old white country boy and the name they gave us did not sound <laughs> like Jason Lewis I mean it did not sound like a like an old country boy so I go out and turn my computer on my cop car and I look google this guy up or you know and it was pre-google whatever you did you know you paged him up is what the term was and the address that this gentleman had was certainly not the address of good old country boys. Mm-hmm. Are you trying? To, are you trying to say this uh, gentleman that you were going to have to go make a call on lived in the hood? <laughs> totally in the hood. <laughs> okay. Totally in the hood. Totally in the hood. Now I got you know I got a soft spot for the hood, so I don't want to say in the hood, but he lived in the hood. You know for. The Midwest ain't got no freaking hood. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm driving out of Compton or something. You know, people yeah. where I'm from say, oh, that's a bad part of town. Uh, you know, yeah, I got <laughs> you, you got three houses, three bad houses, and it ruins the whole thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> me and this other, me and this, well, but, but the three guys in this office all knew who the friend was. Mm, you know okay. what I'm saying? Right. So, okay. he, I think he worked there too. So, that's how she met him. You know, be like your wife leaving you for somebody you work with. Okay. 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 So we go down this kind of tough neighborhood. And what's what's interesting about it is we're state troopers. And where we were at, state troopers just don't go. You know, usually they're black and white cop cars. Yeah. So when we're rolling in, people's thinking I don't know what they're thinking because I, I don't live down there. So I don't I can't I can't even imagine <laughs> what they're thinking. Okay. <laughs> we put our hats on. We knock on this door. Uh, 
And this guy shows up at the door, and he and I'm trying to think because I'm a little older. I don't even know who the young people are. I mean, Wesley Snipes in his prime. Okay. Okay. All right. Or who's the guy that does? Uh, who's the comedian that does a lot of commercials? And uh, you know, just he was. Uh, you know, just think of just think of of Shannon Sharp or somebody. I mean, just ripped. This old boy comes to the door. He's six four, two probably fifty two sixty. He looks like he should be dressing out. You know, to 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 play the Patriots or somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. got this pair of boxer shorts on. And he don't care. I was about to use the word F word. He doesn't care. I got my hat on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're in his neighborhood, no matter what you are. You're in his. Well, neighborhood. I think at I, you know he is he he gave off the the air. His neighborhood's where he's fucking standing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. his world. Yeah. And and. And we're and we're walking into his world. Yeah, what, what can I do for you, guy, oh, gentlemen? I mean, it was cool. What can I do for you, gentlemen? And we said, well, we're looking for whatever her name is, Susie Smith. What do you want with her? And I said, well, Mr. Smith was killed in an accident tonight. And immediately he goes from bad mf'er. Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. It's going to break her heart. Are you kidding me? Said, well, I'll go get her. Honey? So, honey? So, wait, wait, wait. Mr. Wait, wait. Smith, hold on. Now, listen to me. <laughs> so, so, Mr. He, Smith, he, yeah, instantly, he had instant empathy for her. I mean, he, now, personally, thinking about it from a long time, he probably cashing that check. He's probably going, he, he worked in the same place I worked. He probably had the max life insurance I had. He, this guy's probably going, we're, uh, we're moving on up. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> some we're moving on up. So he hollers at her, and she comes out there, and she goes, what's going on, baby? And he goes, I'm going to call the guy named Joe. Joe got killed in a car wreck tonight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's going, oh baby, come here, I'll comfort you. Oh my God, he was the best husband. He was the best husband I ever had. He's the best man I ever knew. Oh my God, I know, I know, baby. And the whole time he's talking, I'm screaming to get in the dog. My dog's coming down there trying to figure out something's intruding. Well, as he's talking, his boxer shorts opened up, and I can see why he was there. I mean. <laughs> I tell you, the pillar of his community came out, and it looked like a giant catfish head. And every time she'd wail and he'd wail, that thing would snake out a little further. And for, hey, it wasn't long. I thought I was looking at one of those, you know, you can get one of them black baseball bats and black Louisville sluggers. Yeah, yeah I was only about a 30-inch, you know, 40-ounce 40 Louisville slugger. Oh, no. And, she, hey, and they both loved this. They both love the dead guy. Oh, my God. He's such a good guy. I knew him from work. Oh, he's a good guy. Do anything for you. And, you know, you're going to, what, like loan you his wife or what? I, you know, I don't know. So I always call that my catfish story because that old boy come out like a catfish and, and just the swinging. And and so you wow. can be a you can be a good husband. 
but when the catfish comes to town, you know, <laughs> she uh, she's just she's merely a woman. She's not she's you know yeah she's just a woman. You know, <laughs> now I tell that story. Grover likes that story. I told him that story one time <laughs> early on, not polished up, but that's one of Grover's good stories. Yeah. I, I now now nothing against the dead guy, but I, I'm just wondering, was he is he better off in the long run? <laughs> well, I'm sure he's still dead because you know I go back home and I, people died years ago. I ask, is so and so still dead? Yeah, he's still dead. Well, <laughs> so I guess he's still passed on. They do have a they cut. The uh, MoDOT, the troop, uh, the Department of Transportation, come out and cut up the tree, yeah. and now there's a little old, you know, reef, and you know, you know how they do a little cross and stuff yeah. Yeah. down there on the stump of the tree that says his name, and I want, I, you know, I wonder if that was, it was probably that, you know, at least he could do collecting insurance. So you didn't go and, and pay to have a catfish statue? Put up no, I didn't. You know, I didn't. So, so I think that's a that you know that could be a show. You guys are always looking for Bigfoot. Well, I guess, <laughs> you know, catfish, in search the catfish, of the catfish are really there. I'm telling you right, the, the catfish are really there. We're going to you know start I mean? from this point on. We're going to call Grover Catfish. Yeah, I don't know if he can earn. I don't know if he can if he can do it. You know, I don't know if he's got. The, I don't know if he's got to. Listen, guys, this is a family, the this is a family program. I don't know if you got the weight, but it's true. It's true, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the catfish story. You know, he wanted me to tell some dead person stories, and I got a load of them. Some of them are better than others, you know. Some of them tragic. Everyone, you know what Joe, old Uncle Joe Stalin say? Well, a million people is a statistic. One person is a tragedy. Each uh, one is, yeah. Each one is a well, is a little well, little personal tragedy. I had this one. It's another one I just told him the other day. Mm-hmm. When I was young and a cop, you know, you always you a lot of people are kind of in love with a car and their uniform and a gun and all that stuff. So I had a buddy of mine that's having this barbecue. Mm-hmm. It was in August, right before school started. College, you know, guys were going back to college and stuff. And uh, I had my uniform all freshened up, had my car all washed, and I'm gonna go buy this barbecue on Saturday afternoon. I'm, you know, I'm working day shift, like seven to three, seven to five, whatever it was that day, and I'm gonna go by there in my uniform at about two o'clock, one thirty or two, so all everybody can see me, the ladies can see me, and then when I come back at five, four thirty or five or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That was an icebreaker. Hey, weren't you here this morning? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to you're trying to give them the illusion that you're the catfish. Well, hey, no, where I'm from, hey, no, you know what? Part of that, I got a job. <laughs> that I got a job puts me ahead about forty percent of people. Yeah. And then I got a job with benefits that gives me another twenty five percent. So I'm up in sixty five seventy percent bracket just by showing up. Okay. So. I go to this call, and I don't even remember what the call was. But I do vividly remember having – I was trying to leave. I'm, I got my air conditioning completely cranked up. And I, I had a Chevy Caprice at the time, and I'd hold my arm, my left arm kind of funny down the door so the air conditioning could go up my armpit in between me and my bulletproof vest because it gets so hot. I'm trying to funnel air through, so I quit sweating because I'm going over to this barbecue. Right. Yeah. And this old man comes out and flags me down on the on the road. I'm in a rural environment, 
So I pull up, I put my window down, leave my air on high. I said, can I help you, sir? And he goes, yeah, I want to talk about my neighbor. I said, what about, well, you know, he comes out here and blocks the road waiting for some, every day waits for his mail. Half the time he comes out here 45 minutes early and he's sitting here and blocks the dang road. People got to drive around him while he's waiting for the mailman. And I see that every day. And I said, yeah. So I said, hey, you know, I'm wanting to ditch the old guy. I said, hey, why don't you um, just call the next time he's really doing it? You know what I mean? That way we can catch him in the act. And the guy goes, well, that's not the problem. I said, what's the problem then? He said, well, the real problem is he ain't got his mail in a couple of weeks. Oh, boy. So I get out and I walk over this post, you know, and it's coming over me. I realize what's, what's, what, what, where, where this is going. Oh yeah. And I walk over and this mailbox is stuffed full of stuff. Now I don't think they had, we got the mailers back then and they got today, but maybe we do. I don't know, but it's stuffed full of mail. So I said, okay, I get the address and it's a, it's a, it's a, I hate to use the term trailer park, but it's a trailer park. <laughs> they're 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 a common they're a common thing down here at the time they're not anymore because they, they just don't have them but so i get a piece of his mail i see what lot numbers he is get back in the car I tell this gentleman hey i'll check on him i pull into this lot walk up and it's a nice trailer park you know trailer parks come in varying degrees this is a nice one full of elderly people or you know just working just this is a nicer trailer park, but trailer park nonetheless. So I pull up and walk up to the door, and immediately I'm, I'm I can hear little dogs yapping. <laughs> so, but the windows are tinted. I'm trying to look in the windows. I'm walking up the sidewalk, but the windows are all tinted. You know, I can't see. And I thought well, that's weird. You know, some of these people, yeah. people are just weird when you get out in there. You know, and, and some people. Park. In the trailer, well, people in general. So you know, eccentric. If you're money, if you got money, you're called eccentric. If you don't, you're called crazy or weird or whatever. So I could see where some people, you know, especially if the sun bothered you, you'd tint one of these windows or something. I don't know what I was thinking, but I got up to the door, and as I'm walking up the steps, I could see that the window on the door is tinted too, okay. which I thought was, you know, like the three windows. You know, the three windows on a front door. I knock on that and the tent moves away and I realize it's black flies. Oh, oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? The flies are what's covering the window, giving it that black looking tent. And the dogs, the dogs want to come out They're 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 not backed up barking to keep me out. They're scratching at the door like, let me out. So now, so now you've seen a full mailbox. Nobody's seen the guy for two weeks. Dogs want to get out. Black flies come. Okay, all right. He's going to be J four. That's what they called it back then. I don't know what they called today because it's been a long time since I drove the company. He's going to be gone. You know. He's going to be gone. So I look at my lapel mic and I call my call the station and they say they're going to send you know my lieutenant out. Who at the time my lieutenant was a younger guy, but he's pretty. You know, he's a good dude. So. He first words out of his mouth is, you go in there? And I said, I can go in there. I'm waiting for you. And he says, go in there. I don't want to go in there. You go in there. That's what we tell Because <laughs> <laughs> you know so what you're going to find. Yeah. So he said, go in there. 
didn't tell me. I said, you're going to go in with me? No, he said, no, if you don't come out in five minutes, I'll come in and rescue you. <laughs> so, now, you can go in to search a building for some bandit that you think's armed and dangerous, and you search it one way. But when you open that door and realize there's a dead man in there, you search it a whole different way. I mean, it's like, I don't, I can't, I mean, I, you just, you just, he's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's you like, just, you just know, you know what I mean? So, so when you're searching the so building, many, yeah, when so you're searching a building for a bad guy, there's a chance he's not there. You know what I mean? There's only so, so many places you can look in a trailer. For that's, that's right. There's only so many places in the trailer you can look. So, the dogs retreat down the hallway as soon as I walk in because I'm a stranger and I know where he's going to be. So linear hallway, I get down his bedroom at the end of the hall, and he's as big as a water heater. He's been dead for about 11 days in August, and for whatever reason, the air conditioning was not turned on. I don't know. You know, some of these old people are cheap. I, I, I Maybe quit. Who, who knows? Okay. But he is as bad a shape as you can get. He is. He is. He is. He's just. Yeah. The stench has got to be horrible <laughs> at this point. You know what? Yes, but you know what bothered me more than that? He had little air bubbles. You ever see him test a flat tire where they take that, where they take that soapy mix and, and squirt on that tire waiting for them bubbles? To come yes, out? yes. This, gen- this gentleman had little frothy bubbles, a slow stream of frothy bubbles on his mouth. And he probably yeah. had been that away for you know a week or whatever you know. So just this gas is slowly escaping out of him. So right. it was as bad as you could get. Right. So I go back outside and I tell my lieutenant. I said, "Hey, he's dead." And he goes, "No kidding! I can smell him from here." <laughs> so when you're starting from scratch like that, you know, especially elderly people. It's hard, you know, you got, you go to the neighbor, hey, you got any family, it goes on, nobody knows, nobody knows, nobody knows. So, a lot of times when they're barely dead, you can get an ambulance come out and haul them to town. When they're 11 days dead, you call the coroner and you tell him, hey, I got an 85-year-old man. What's the circumstance? The coroner says, what's the circumstance? Because this remember, it's a weekend. He's 85 years old, lives down in Trailer Park all by himself. Has he got any health problems? I said, I don't know, but he's got about 19 different pills, prescriptions here on the thing. You know, heart medicine, diabetes medicine, 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 medicine. So, of course, says, well, I sound like natural causes to me. Just call the funeral home, have him come get. So, they have a list, just like they have a list of wreckers. You know, like when, a car, when there's car wrecks, they have a list of wreckers that if you don't want Shane's 66 to come and get you they just call what they call the next one on the list so so you call the station and the next funeral home on the list the funeral homes are on the list to take you know if if they take the good they got to take the bad which is the invalids or what you know they just get on the list right so i so you call the funeral home they they call the station calls your bank says okay they'll be there in 30 minutes or 45 minutes so they show up they walk in there wow well, he is starting to soak in the mattress. You know what I mean? He's like je- oh. jellyfied. Yeah. Okay. Now, every Future time we fire. walk in yeah. there, all every time we walk in there, the little dogs not only escape to the to the bedroom, but they get underneath his bed and are and are looking out underneath the bed. Yeah. You know, they're protecting <laughs> his own, whatever. 
well, the funeral home, they get this fancy stuff. They try to do Vaseline under your nose. And and I'll, I'm telling you, when somebody's been dead in Missouri for 11 days in August, distance is the only thing that helps you. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so... They come up with a plan. The funeral home guys come up with a plan. We're going to take this body bag. We're going to set this body bag. We're going to pull the sheets off, the four corners of the sheets off the bed. We're just going to pull the whole the whole mess, if you will, into the body bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a logical way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's sheet and all. Mm-hmm. And then what they'll do is they'll, they'll take it. I don't know if they, I don't know what they do with it, but they just take it all. Mm-hmm. Well, the gentleman, I'm at the head of one corner, funeral home guy at the other head of the other corner, and then other funeral home down at the feet and lieutenants in the hallway watching from a distance. And every time the funeral home guy, you know, he's trying to straighten out his body bag, open it up to get the guy to come in there right. Mm-hmm. And every time he's down there, the little dogs jump out and, and bite him. <laughs> <laughs> and bite him. Well, about the third time. Now, I don't. I'm late in the social media, so I just now got a Twitter and started watching stuff. Or you know, I just uh, you know. So, the last ten years, few years, whatever, it seemed like the police. I seen when the police actually killed somebody the other day trying to shoot a dog. Did y'all see that? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, see I, the new the new cops apparently want to shoot all these dogs and cats. Yeah. And, that, or, you know, dogs or whatever. The, the newer officers well, are doing that now. Th- yes. Thirty years ago. When pepper spray was in its infancy, everybody want you just pepper spray them, and especially if they're smart dogs, you introduce them to modern chemical engineering, and they'll <laughs> never come near a guy in uniform again. So I don't understand. They either don't give out pepper spray anymore, or I don't understand what the triggeredness happiness is nowadays. But needless to say, I pulled out my pepper spray, and I had the new kind that shot the stream. Jason, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I had a new kind of sh- string. I carry them on my utility belt at work. Yeah. 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 So I reach down underneath this thing, and I'm gonna shoot a stream across <laughs> and hit that little dog. Well, the problem is, I shot it across and hit the funeral home guy. <laughs> oh gosh! Now he was <laughs> his immunity had been built up of year of dead people had built up over the years at right. the funeral home. Okay, mm-hmm. but he was a virgin. <laughs> The pepper spray. OC. <laughs> oh yeah, OC. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. OC hit him, mm-hmm. and he immediately went into convulsions, which ended up he ended up throwing up. Yes. <laughs> the dead guy. And the dogs are still under the bed. Oh man. So finally, for some reason, the lieutenant opened the back door, and the little dogs realized uh, there's a breath of fresh air, and they <laughs> turboed out of there and jumped out in the backyard because I guess they were. The backyard was fenced. They were so used to being able to go out in the backyard. Right. So I, you know, so I had a funeral home guy puking. The dead guy's still dead, <laughs> spewing body fluids out at a slow rate. The dogs are in the back porch, but we slid this guy off into the body bag and zipped him up. And then you're trying to, and trailers are just a terrible thing. You can't get gurneys down. So you got this body bag with these big straps. But it, the problem is, you know, there's, you know, four of you and a dead guy trying to traverse the trailer, uh, 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 the hallway. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a mess. Yeah, they're just narrow. A mess. We've, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I, I got another, this segues into a trailer park story. So we get him loaded up and I, and I never did make the barbecue. So 
Never, I never, never did make a barbecue. You know? And then I got to thinking that was God paying me back for having all those thoughts, you know, going there all cleaned up so I could take advantage of some maiden. That was the Lord getting back, you know. Yes. Back to that trailer park. We had this trailer, another junky trailer park that's about gone. I, this lieutenant I had played Division One football like Grover. And I had this other cop I worked with played division football and he wrestled. These guys both went in every bit of two. One of them was 250, 260. The other one was about 300. The other one was a lineman. Now, when you get to be a division two lineman, even though it's division two, you're usually a big boy. So yeah. the, narcotics, the narcotics unit went down and bought dope, hand-to-hand marijuana. It's back when they cared about marijuana, you know, 25 years ago. So we had a hand-to-hand buy. This guy supposedly had pounds of marijuana in this trailer house. Now, I don't know how many of your audience has been in trailer houses, but a trailer house is all about the same way. They got a front door that opens into a kitchen-living room combination. They got a little hallway, and you either get one bed and a bedroom and a short trailer, two bedrooms and a medium trailer, or three bedrooms and a long trailer, but you got one hallway that runs along the back wall of the house, and everything goes to the left. You know, bedroom, bathroom, bedroom, bathroom, okay? And then the real good trailers have a bath, a master with a big jet tub to, so you can get Damn. in there and for, forget you live in a trailer. Wow. And, and uh, anyway, this is back in the infancy, no-knock search warrants. You know, that's like if you ever seen the movie Straight Out of Compton where they bring that ram in and knock the door down. You know, in the very beginning, they got a ram on the front of a, of a tank. Okay, so that was going to be the cool stuff back in. We're going to bust in the door. No-knock no on these dangerous drug dealers it could be pablo escobar in this trailer house mm-hmm. so, <laughs> catch them off these guard. guys yeah. hey and these guys are the point guys and i used to joke all the time because they were both relatively short you know five ten eleven two one of them was like i said 250 and about close to 300 and he's only about five or ten left now i'm <laughs> six three almost six four so I used to say they made good because I could see over top of them. I could shoot over top of them if I need to, but they're so wide, they'd stop a bullet. <laughs> well, they'll, they, hey, they'll, they'll stop a trailer house floor, too. So we knocked that door in, and they ran down, and the, the, the poor kid that was selling all his weed went down, and he ran down the hallway and tried to flush about seven pounds of marijuana in the toilet. Now, that's the thing about kids. They probably haven't fix a lot of clogged toilets there's no way you can flush seven pounds of weed down a toilet in less than an hour but he's running with this dope i'm gonna call it dope he's running with his weed down the hallway and these two big ex-football players are back on the gridiron (laughs) and they run down that hall as fast as they could to catch him and the floor collapses about halfway down between the (laughs) Master in the living room. Oh, man. Just fell right through. Boom. That tells you what kind of rent district we were in. But, hey, right. they fought through it. They, 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 they fought through it like the professionals they were and got to the poor kid about the time the toilet clogged. <laughs> and uh, the old sheriff I, we worked for, he's laughing. He said, man, I've tore up. I get complaints. We tear up windows and doors and stuff like that. He said, I ain't never, <laughs> never 
<laughs> seen a damn floor giveaway. He was so proud he took these boys out to breakfast. You know, you'd eat breakfast at midnight. He was so crazy. I'll tell you another crazy story about him now that I'm thinking about him. In the 80s, not early 90s, they started giving away all this surplus property. When after the first Gulf War, the government had all this surplus. I don't even know where they got all You know, Army trucks, that was popular. Probably you guys are in the Midwest. You know, you got all these little municipalities to get these camo blazers or those Chevy trucks. You know what I'm talking about? Dodge trucks. So he went over surplus property and he got this camo blazer from the Army and a camo not a Chevy truck, but an old Dodge D200 truck. You guys know what I'm talking about, those old Army ones? Oh, yeah. And he went over and got some police radios put in that thing, and he, he'd go before the voters and the commission, oh, I got you all this equipment. didn't cost us nothing. Vote for me. And he called the office. He wanted, to, he wanted me to go out to city council meeting one day with him, and he wanted, the only reason why he wanted to take me is because my – Grandpa's brother, my great uncle, lived out there and hated him. And he was on a city council and he'd rag him real hard. So the sheriff was scared of him. So he thought he'd just bring me out there and kind of, you know, give him deflection. So he called the officers, hey, tell me, tell me, tell Crocker to meet me in the back, in the alley behind the, the jail. So he'd go through the sheriff's office, go through the jail, and there was an alley back there. It's in old, it's in the old town. And the old jail backed up to this alley and there was a church that shared the other, the alley, the other side of the block. If that makes sense. One block was like one, one half of the block was the courthouse and the jail and the library and all this stuff. The back half of the, the, the other, the opposite street was a church and some businesses. And then there was an alley in the middle of them. And, uh, I don't even know how, how to, um, Silence that. I guess you just hit silence. Um, <clears throat> so he gets to be in this truck and he says, "Hey, you're gonna go out to city council with you?" And I said, "Okay." He said, "What do you think of this old truck?" And we're getting, I'm getting in like a 1978 Dodge Army truck. That is is just not very impressive. <laughs> and then it hit rained a little bit. Yeah, and it was yeah exactly, exactly. I got a job, so I didn't have to ride in crap like this. That's what you want to say. And it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday night. It was about you know five thirty or whatever. It had a little bit of rain, not much. The, he goes to taking off down the alley, and he couldn't. He was he was notorious for being a bad driver anyway. And and all these people were. St- the, the alley is full of cars. There's a minivan in front of us letting some kids off into this church daycare, picking them up, vice versa. He hits the brakes. Now, this 1978 Dodge truck or whatever, it had no, you know, the Army trucks didn't have power steering or power brakes back then. So he goes to hit the brakes. Well, you know, if you had, back in the old days, no power steering, no power brakes, you pumped the, had to pump the brake a few times sometimes to get enough pressure. Mm-hmm. And he barely, barely rear-ends this van. Boom. Letting off kids. Just letting off kids in church. And this driver explodes out of this van. <laughs> now, the only the other thing the sheriff was noted for for being a poor driver and a big eater is he has a terrible <laughs> uniform and he had, he was he was missing his name tag. Cause he just he just he just it wasn't he was an academic, so so professionalism sometimes escaped <laughs> him. 
professional appearance escaped him. So he didn't have his name tag on. And this driver explodes and comes back there and goes, what in the F is the National Guard doing driving down this alley like that? And then he realizes we're deputies. And he goes, deputies? What in the F's the sheriff's office doing driving on a ship like this? And this sheriff's like, well, and this sheriff's big old boy. You know, he's big. Uh, command. I mean, he could have been. I mean, he could have been Buford T. Pusser. You know, he's a big old boy. He could have commanded the president. He just didn't have it emotionally. You know, he didn't have the emotional stamina it takes to be in a leadership position sometimes. And he says, well, we're just sorry, sir. We're just going down the street or whatever. And this guy says, I know the effing sheriff. Well, the sheriff's pretty smart enough to realize that he's the sheriff this guy I don't know. You don't know me because I, I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to say the guy's name. So, so, because I don't have permission to use his name. And the sheriff, without missing a beat, says, I'm sorry. Do you need to call him? And the guy goes, No, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's, let me, I don't know. I can't tell if there's any damage. We get, you know, the sheriff hands him a flashlight, and we kind of, because it was getting kind of evening, and it looks okay. And the guy says, "Well, I'll let me. I'm gonna tell you what. Now I'm gonna go take it over to such and such body shop, and then I'm gonna call the sheriff, and I'll have your ass." And the sheriff says, "Well, you go over there and get, go see if it's got any damage. If it does, you call and tell the sheriff." And this guy says, "Well, who in the hell should I tell him was driving?" And the sheriff says, you tell him Jeff Crocker was driving. That's me. And 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 I'll go in and tell the sheriff now, and he'll know. So this guy gets in the van. We get in the truck and drive off. And he says, sorry about using your name like that, buddy. But that asshole didn't know what he was talking about. I said, why didn't you tell him? He said, oh, nope. Just let him let him go on thinking they know what they're talking about. <laughs> what do you think about that? So did he ever call? Did he ever call the sheriff? No, I guess. No, he didn't. No. He didn't. <laughs> That's typical. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. And on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at fromtheshadowspodcast.godaddysites.com or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.